This podcast is episode number 160, and it will be about nine critically important steps to QuickBooks for Contractor reports. You see, contractors bookkeeping services have nine critical steps because construction bookkeeping is something you understand and then you learn. Now we all know what how things work in the real world. You go to school, go to college, go to university, get an education, and then you apply your education to acquire skill. And it's really kind of funny because in construction bookkeeping, same thing. People go to school, they acquire education and regular accounting, and then they need to apply what they've learned. And then when it comes to construction bookkeeping, you normally have to learn it from somebody who knows it. It's almost like the old uh, master and student mentoring relationship. But I digress. But to move on, hundreds of contractors and regular bookkeepers, and probably thousands, it's been a long while, have told us how easy QuickBooks is to use. And yet, for the life of them, they cannot understand why in the world QuickBooks for Contractors is so hard to use. And I've got news. It's getting harder every year. You see, I've used QuickBooks for 25 years. And I've used it when it first came out in DOS version. Let me tell you, at the time I was using another program that was um, very expensive, also a DOS program. I switched over to QuickBooks. I love QuickBooks. I can't say any good things about it. And I, I love the QuickBooks desktop. It's unfortunate that QuickBooks and Intuit, bless their hearts, um, they've gone to that uh, QuickBooks Online, which is just wonderful if you have a lemonade stand. If you're a contractor and you're trying to get QuickBooks Online to do what you want it to do, give up. The QuickBooks desktop is the only one that works because it's so intense. And we have QuickBooks desktop um, on a web server in what's called Intuit Approved Hosting Service. So you can access your QuickBooks desktop in the cloud and um, we can help you maintain your, your bookkeeping. We do it for a, a number of contractors, over 100 of them, um, all across the USA, including Alaska and Hawaii. And that number is growing all the time. In any event, I've used QuickBooks for 25 years. In the early years of the DOS versions, it was very easy because it only had a fraction of the features it has in 2016. And the reports were bare bones. There was no payroll. There was no sales tax. There was no job costing. It was simple. That's the problem. It was too simple. But as simple as it was, what's funny is it was more equally or better useful than another program that I had paid $60,000 for and I was paying somewhere in the neighborhood of, I forget, three to 400 a month, something like that. And QuickBooks was like 100 bucks. So it wasn't a big decision to make to uh, give it a try. One of the best decisions I've ever made in my entire life. You see, the problem is there are apps that make almost everything easy including accounting software. And I, I refer you to the old saying that for every complex problem, there's a simple answer. And it's usually wrong. 
Unfortunately, too many contractors found it too late the other old adage of, and I quote, you get what you pay for. That still applies. Um, quick digression, uh, case in point, we just upgraded some of our um, network equipment here at the office. I guess my state-of-the-art routers and switches and that sort of thing. And um, I really wanted to get the lesser expensive stuff. But as it turned out, I do what I always do. I buy the best, I cry once, and it's over. And uh, we just bought a whole uh, group, if you please, of uh, Cisco equipment. And if you know anything about Cisco, it ain't cheap. But I'll tell you one thing about Cisco products, at least my experience in, you plug them in, you set them up, and you forget about it. In my opinion, it's just like an HP printer. You plug it in, you set it up, and you forget about it. It just works. So, let's move forward. I'll give you a, a, basically another randalism, if you please. Cheap construction accounting is the most expensive accounting on planet Earth. And I mean that. Give you a quick example. Operating a backhoe is easy. I know. Because I work construction for a number of years. And I watched these guys and girls operating backhoes. And I thought, oh, that's just easy. So one day I had the opportunity of renting a backhoe because we're doing a little project um, on a piece of property I own. And I thought, well, shoot, this is simple. I watched these people do it for years. I found out just how easy it is to use a backhoe. And come to find out that I used tobacco in a most unique and absolutely hilarious way. I used it to find underground utilities. And I brought them to the surface with the greatest of ease, like the daring young man on the flying trapeze. A gentle tug on a lever, and water was gushing everywhere. Okay, turn the water off. I'm a plumbing contractor. Big deal. Okay. Let's be careful. Don't hit anything else. Next thing you know, all of a sudden, a little tiny root just happened to be yellow. This is a residential uh, home. Had to be yellow, and ah, must be a root. Very gentle on the um, on that um, that lever, and all of a sudden, I pulled up this yellow root, and all of a sudden, it started feeling natural gas gushing everywhere as well. Okay, you know, bend the pipe over, wire tie it down, get on the phone, call the gas company and say, somebody, he had a gas line to this residential house. Guy comes out, takes a look at it, looks at the back, looks at me and said, was it you? And I said, well, kind of. No, the fact was it was me. And I stopped at that point before I did any more damage, called in a professional. Um what I thought was a very expensive professional turned out to be a very inexpensive professional because he finished the job and I don't know less than an hour and I already spent like three or four hours and spent several uh, hundreds of dollars on these repairs so his fee was pretty pretty nominal and I felt like a um, well I felt like I had learned another lesson that you know get pros do their job and back off I want to tell you a little story. This is a true story, and this is, quote, Susan's story. Now, 
just so we're clear, I've changed the names to protect the, the real identity of the people involved. So I'm calling the bookkeeper Susan and the contractor Brutus. In fact, I'm calling him Brutus Hardway because he's like a lot of contractors I've dealt with over the years. Hard uh, as big as gold. Great, great, great guy. You can't help but just really, really like the, the, the guy. He's, he's just a good person all around. But he tends to do everything the hard way, kind of like I did in that back hole. So this is Susan's story. She answered a help-wanted ad from a general contractor by the name of Bruce Hardway and Bruce Hardway Construction. Again, I reiterate, that's a fake name. I hope that nobody has that name. It doesn't really exist. So Bruce was looking for a super, super cheap bookkeeper with a deep understanding of construction accounting because that person had to know how to make his QuickBooks or contractors give him the QuickBooks financial reports and job costing reports he desperately needed to operate and grow his construction company. Well, Brutus offered Susan $15 an hour um, part-time opportunity 10 hours a week. Now Susan, as a good artist she was, and she had QuickBooks experience, but not using QuickBooks for contractors. So she contacted us and I invested an hour of my time at no charge to share a few quick overview tips of what I call the Contractors Bookkeeping Service Nine Critical Steps. And a short while later, um, I made a call and dropped by see how things was going for Susan and her new employer. We reviewed the nine steps to see how much she was using what she had learned. And here are the nine steps. Step number one, sort the paper into manageable piles and be quick about it. Unfortunately, Susan had a better idea. Susan let the paperwork pile up because as the contractors, construction workers, um, the U.S. Postal Service mail carriers, the shipping and receiving clerks, warehouse workers, and other folks that stopped by her desk to leave a few pieces of paper for her to deal with, she said, I'll get to it manana. I'll do it later. Because right now there's some interesting stuff taking place on the web and YouTube and Facebook and other places. Much more interesting than dealing with bookkeeping. And I, I told her several times that Susan always remember the ocean is a collection of many drops of water. The piles of paperwork grew high and wide and kind of spilled over the desk and found its way into boxes and bags and all kinds of places. I, I reiterated this step one, sort the paper to manageable piles and be quick about it. Step two, I said, Susan, step two is real easy. That's the simple data entry. So after spring was finally done, Susan began to enjoy putting in the checks, the bills, and the simple invoices because it was easy, especially when she did not bother doing the hard mental work of entering job costing information. It's something I've said for many, many years. Bookkeeping is simple. Anybody can do it. They don't necessarily do it right, but they can do it. And I found out the hard way. Anybody can operate a backhoe. But it's different if you want to get it done right and not waste a lot of money. Step three, 
payroll and tax reporting. Because payroll and tax reporting can bring out the worst in people, as Susan soon discovered. In fact, some of your employees suggested that she was ready to bite the next person who turned in their time card late and expected to get paid on time. Because there's quite a little process in doing payroll. And the idea that uh, construction workers, bless their hearts, and I love them, I love them all. And they don't quite understand. They sort of think it's like an app. Hey, I turn in my time card, I should get my paycheck immediately. Or maybe I'll wait two minutes. Well, the truth is it takes a little longer than that to calculate payroll. And she found that out, and it was, she was getting pretty testy about it. But I have a whole process for payroll and tax reporting. That was step three. Now, step four, and this is really important. Step four is reconciling the bank, credit card, and supplier statements. Okay, a lot of people know about reconciling the bank statement. Some people know about reconciling credit card statements. Very few bookkeepers understand the importance of reconciling the supplier statements because suppliers make a lot of mistakes and they overbill. And 99.9999% of the time, it's accidental. It's not on purpose. There are a few places that are on purpose. Um, so reconciling statements was something that Susan just couldn't grasp during our brief chat because at all her other previous jobs that was never done because it was just too hard. Susan said reconciliations were just a waste of time and busy work and she flat out refused to do them. Well what happened was when Brutus's check started bouncing like a box of rubber balls dumped on a concrete floor from a 10-foot ladder by a clown wearing floppy ears and a big red nose, it was because suppliers were being paid twice for the same bills. And partly because checks were written outside of QuickBooks because Brutus had his, his checkbook with him and he'd write a few checks and he'd forget to tell um, Susan about it. And since Susan had reconciled a bank account, she never knew about those checks. And Brutus used his debit card and since none of the banks were reconciled, Bruce got concerned all these checks bouncing and he invited us to come in and take a review of his bookkeeping system. So I went to the office and I looked things over. The first thing I looked at is I wanted to see two things is when the last time the banks were reconciled and how many journal entries were involved. And there were a ton of journal entries and I just cringed. Even worse, None of the banks have been reconciled for years. Um, as a matter of fact, several previous bookkeepers didn't bother reconciling the bank, the bank, so Susan saw no need to do it either. Okay, so I, I talked to Brutus, and I said, Brutus, I hate to tell you this, but you need to either outsource to us or invest some money and let me see if I can train her. So Brutus thought, well, shoot, you know, I'm only paying her 15 bucks an hour. It's 150 a, a week. So, yeah, why don't you just go ahead and train her? So I spent 20 hours of attempting. Now, please understand, attempting to condense just the chrome, the most important chrome, just the highlights of the critical parts of what it takes 
in 10,000 hours of construction accounting training and, and practicing in 20 hours. But I just want to get the most important part of that 10,000 hours that Susan needed to be effective and efficient in her position of contractors booking services. And we did it over a five-day period at 115 hour. Now, Brutus invested in Susan's training a total of $3,000. It's not a lot of money. And Susan had just enough training to do the reconciliation part of the job. I'll tell you what happened was my patience wore thin because Susan would talk, argue, and continually interrupt the training to tell me how different things were at her previous job, her previous jobs, where all the contractors went bankrupt. And I raised my eyebrows and I thought, you know, ding, 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 it's time for a wake-up call. Because Bruce was paying me by the hour, I wanted to just focus and get the training done, and I didn't want to spend any time just chit-chatting, because that's not what he paid for. He paid for training. Nevertheless, Susan spent many minutes in re regaling and recalling at her previous jobs. She had plenty of time to shop online, surf the web, text her friends, talk, and talk to her, her buddies on her cell phone, and my phrase... She trained her boss like an organ grinder trains a monkey. And you know how that works. Susan wanted to talk endlessly about how stupid, ignorant, and downright worthless her previous contractor bosses were and how none of them knew anything but operating construction company. She repeated many times, if, if they all would have listened to Susan, none of them would have gone bankrupt. In fact... She bragged about posting a running commentary on Facebook and describing in living color and great detail how incompetent her previous contractor bosses were. And how she knew every one of her construction companies that she worked for in the past were going bankrupt. All I could do was just ignore it and continue to attempt to train her in construction bookkeeping. Did I bring this to producers' attention? Yes, I did very gently um, you know how it is sometimes and I'm the same way in a lot of cases Brutus didn't want to hear about it Brutus was thinking that I was perhaps trying to sell him something he didn't need and Susan's doing just fine she just needs a little training so yeah you know what I do my best but my first responsibility is to the client if, and if that's what they want to do then that's what they want to do I always say give the customer what the customer wants. Give the client what the client wants, not what we think they need. At the end of that training time, Brutus knew that Susan needed a lot more training. However, Brutus was not about to spend any more money on direct training. I don't blame him. So Brutus kept Susan on his payroll longer than he should have because, bless his heart, I, I love this guy, he was just too stubborn to admit to himself that he could outsources bookkeeping to us for less than what he's paying Susan for training and he kept paying for training in the form of bounce checks missed quarterly tax returns fines, penalties, interest and payments he also lost repayment discounts and other expensive mistakes so he paid for his training 
indirectly. Now, he did engage our services to come in and do a quarterly review. So on the first quarterly review, I showed Brutus a production report that revealed that the cost of having Susan on the payroll for 12 weeks was in excess of $1,000 a week. When Brutus had expected to only pay 150 a week, plus a little money for payroll taxes and overhead. Brutus was not a happy construction company owner. Because here's what happened. Lucy's cost, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Susan's uh, payroll cost on overhead per month was $1,095.73. And we get that by taking uh, 15 hours a week, $15 an hour times 10, uh, 10 hours is 150, and you multiply that times 4.34 weeks a month, and that's how you get that amount. So, her payroll costs on overhead, and that's all of the taxes and everything else in there. And I've got that on my website if you want to take a look at that information. So, with the overhead, it was $1,093.95.73 a month. The on the job training, including the balance check fees, was $500. My time to tutor lose, uh, Susan on construction bookkeeping, that was $3,000. And Susan's time on the payroll to be tutored. Now, yes, we can't forget the fact that she was being paid to be tutored and to argue with everything I said. That was $505.80. So the total cost to Brutus for that quarter was 5000 $101 for that 12-week period. So, let's do the math. He paid a lot of money he didn't need to. any event, let's move forward. Step number five. There are complex journal entries. Now, Bruce was surprised to learn that complex journal entries like entering HUD-1 statements and complex payment applications, sort of the ones we call the G-702, and G703 format was something else that Susan knew nothing about. However, when Bruce suggested it, Susan flat out refused to tolerate any more training from Randall because she decided those things Bruce wanted were not in her, quote, contractor's bookkeeping services job description. You see, when a contractor's bookkeeper refuses to do something related to the construction bookkeeping services, and the accounting functions of the construction company is usually a sign of a bad bookkeeper traits. And if you'd like to learn about that, go to my website, www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash BB, and you'll learn all about the bad bookkeeper. Bruce would have saved a lot of time, money, and heartache if he had simply paid attention to what was going on around him. After several rounds of losing money on progress payments, Brutus finally outsourced just the complex journal entries, HUD-1 statements, and complex payment locations to us because the construction services work need to be done right and on time. And if you have those reports, you know what I'm talking about. It can cost you a lot of money. Step six, repair the tax reports. Okay, I'm not talking about the annual tax reports. Every smart intelligent, successful contractor has 
a person in their in their business doing the the bookkeeping or they outsource the bookkeeping but nevertheless they have somebody totally different once a year doing the annual tax returns so I'm not talking about the annual tax returns I'm talking about the basic tax reports you see Susan had filed the payroll quarterly tax returns and the sales tax returns at her previous job never on time she eventually get around to doing them in this case when Brutus asked her about them she became the quote drama queen nightmare until Brutus finally left her alone to do them when she got good and ready step seven key performance reports the KPI or key performance reports are five simple reports they take five minutes a day and they'll give the construction company owner like you a snapshot of how your business is doing how it's doing financially and taken seriously it can lead to some serious cash flow coming from into your business and staying there and you can find those as well www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash KPI and those four reports are cash accounts receivable accounts payable profit and loss and balance sheet now go to them very briefly number one the cash available it's just a report that shows how much cash you have on hand what your cash flow looks like accounts receivable is how much cash is coming in from your clients and when you can you expect it accounts payable is all the bills and statements that you owe money to so we have cash cash coming in cash going out and profit and loss is how the business is doing is it making a profit or is it losing money that's what it says profit and loss and a balance sheet well that's easy that's the three O's the first O is what you own and those are the assets the second O is what you owe payables just that simple the third O is what's left over equity so the balance sheet is real easy. You take your assets minus liabilities equals equity. Um, easy way to do that inside QuickBooks. And just recently, we've uh, gone online with that as well. So our clients have the ability 24-7, don't even open their QuickBooks, they can go online and retrieve a full manager report that has a ton of information. Not just those five reports, but just a ton of information. Um, and you can download it in a PDF and research it, and it's just fantastic. People are on fire about that. Their contractors are just loving it. Um, Bruce asked Susan to repair and print the five key performance indicators and have them on his desk every day by 5 p.m. Because I say that the five key performance indicators are the five at five for five. Five reports, 5 p.m., take five minutes and it's powerful if it's done regularly. Well, as it turned out, Susan had more important things to do with the time Bruce was paying her for, and that was, those things involved Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, and a whole bunch of other social media sites. So when Bruce asked him about them, she would get upset and angry and then remind Bruce about some other pressing problem he needed to handle. Again, bad bookkeepers strain their boss like an organ grinder trains a monkey. Her plan worked because after a while, Bruce was trained to quit asking Susan any questions. Step seven, 
No key performance indicators. Bruce got a certain call from a friendly competitor who said he's going bankrupt and asked if Bruce wanted to buy his tools and equipment before the auction. Bruce asked what happened, and the fellow mumbled something about a bad bookkeeper, took some money, embezzlement, or unfiled in overdue taxes. Material suppliers cut him off, not paying his bills. His employees quit because their payroll checks bounced. And if you're a new contractor, you're not aware of this. If you've been around for a little while, you'll know what happens when your payroll checks bounce. Your employees will take a bunch of your tools and equipment to the pawn shop and pawn them to get some cash. And they still expect to get paid the payroll. Um, is it legal? I don't think so. Is it something you can get them prosecuted on? Well, I don't know. I can't speak to that. I've known it's happened several times, um, several dozen times over the years, and I've never heard of anybody getting prosecuted yet. However, things could change. Just a little FYI, um, we live in a world of what is, not what should be. And I can tell you flat out, the government loves employees. They're not so warm and friendly about employers. So, use your own judgment. The other problem he had is the state and federal, the local state and federal tax agencies were auditing him for non-payment, and it looked like it was going to get pretty serious. So, key performance indicators. Step number seven, very important. Step eight, the five by five business stabilizers. Brutus remembered having read an article I wrote titled The, the General Contractor and the River of Construction Commerce. And he knew there was something in there about the five key reports in it and some other information regarding the, um, the Board of Advisors. There's five, board, five people you need in your Board of Advisors. And I'll just go to them really briefly. Uh, the number one person in Board of Advisors, in my opinion, is a commercial banker. And a lot of contractors had a lot of problems with commercial bankers, but if you understand how to work with them, they are absolute gold. So your commercial banker is number one, in my opinion. Number two is your annual tax preparer. Number three is your construction bookkeeping firm. I'd like that to be us. Number four is your construction attorney. And if your construction attorney does his or her job, they keep you out of court and out of trouble by watching over your contracts and that sort of thing. And number five, last, but actually one of the most important, number five is a good, solid financial planner because you don't want to be construct in the construction business your entire life. You do want to retire and do something else with your time. So that's the five by five business stabilizers. Step nine, good bookkeeping leads to informed decisions. So Bruce contacted Sherry and discovered that we offer more than just construction bookkeeping services, that we have an entire BPM, or Business Process Management System, for construction companies like his. And it took a while, but we did get his business on track, and he's doing very well now, a very happy camper. The good news is that Susan did find employment with another construction company, and unfortunately, they paid a lower hourly wage and she had to work more hours to get those hourly wages. 
She also had to use her car to run errands, get coffee for the boss, in addition to attempting to perform the duties of a construction bookkeeping specialist. However, when nobody was watching, she shopped, played games on the internet, surfed, updated a Facebook page on her social media sites, instant messages, Twitter, and talked with all of her friends on her cell phone for hours. All's well that ends well. Everybody went home happy. Well, this is one more example of how fast easy accounting is helping construction company owners all across the USA, including Alaska and Hawaii, put more money in the bank to operate and grow your company. Construction accounting is not rocket science. It's a lot harder than that and a lot more valuable to people like you. So stop missing out. Please call Sherry at 206-361-3950 or if you'd like you can if you want to learn you like, like to learn about what makes construction kind different from regular accounting I invite you to visit www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash CA like I say you can call Sherry and she'll She'll spend at least an hour, no charge, free consultation, 206-361-3950. Or you can email her, Sherry, S-H-A-R-I-E, at fasteasyaccounting.com, and schedule your no-charge, one-hour consultation. Well, I hope this podcast helps you understand that outsourcing your contractors bookkeeping services to us is about more than just doing the bookkeeping. Anybody can do that. It's about taking a holistic approach to your entire construction company and helping support you as a contractor and as a person. We understand the good, the bad, and the ugly about owning and operating construction companies because we've had several of them. And we sincerely care about you and your construction company. I want to state for the record that profitable contractors and construction company owners have known about the value of outsourced bookkeeping services and contractor coaching services like ours for a very long time, and now you know about it too. If you are thinking about outsourcing your contractor's bookkeeping services, you're invited to download a guide to find the right contractor bookkeeping service to fit your particular situation at www fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash HS Now with love in my heart I want to caution you that we may or may not be a good fit for your contracting company and goodness knows I hope we are Nevertheless this guide will help you learn what to look for in an outsourced construction accounting firm and it will help you decide you are you best suited to have someone in your office or are you best suited to outsource should you outsource to somebody who has an ad in Craigslist that works out of their house, or maybe you want to outsource to somebody a little more professional like us? We have a our main headquarters is in Linwood, Washington, and all the accounting is done here in Linwood. Nothing is shipped overseas or out of the office, so literally everything is done here in Linwood. I want to thank you very much. I hope you understand. We really do care about you and all contractors, regardless of whether or not you ever hire our services. We do want to be a resource and be of value. 
Bye for now. Till our next episode here in the Contractor Success Map Podcast, where we remove contractors' unique paperwork frustrations.